Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about money in the 5D versus money in the 3D and how your relationship with money, no matter how subconscious it is, is actually a very important conversation that you're having with the universe. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So, Scott, this is kind of like one of those concepts that it could be like a little abstract. Um, and it's actually really weird for me to talk about it because I feel like I've this is one of the things I am always working on, like my relationship with money and metaphoring it out <laughs> to like my relationship with the universe. So much easier for me to see it on other people versus on myself. So that's I'm really excited about this episode. But what what do you think? Like is this abstract or am I just like in my own no, issue? No. Is it my issues? <laughs> It is, but I think <laughs> – and I didn't really think about this until I was actually talking to the, the Tuesday night discussion group, I okay. believe. And no, I, I think you. It, there's a lot of like shame that yes. comes with money. Yes. And there's a lot of issues like you were just saying that come with money. Yeah, like your programming, the way you were raised. Like, yes. Uh, yeah, it's like – honestly, I think it's like the most annoying thing on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so annoying. Uh yeah, no, there's so it's so deeper. Yes, the money is like the surface thing. Yeah, you're like, oh, money, whatever. But it's like there is so much behind it. Yes. Um, it, it's yeah, and there's so many directions you can go. You could spend. You could probably make a whole podcast. I mean, oh, they probably do have God. podcasts. They probably do all about you know, money and <laughs> money and energy and energy. Well, yeah, they, I mean, that's yeah. a great. It could be its own podcast in itself. Yeah. You know what? Like, just of one of the thousands of things that bother me about money. I mean, mm-hmm. actually, you know what the biggest thing is? What? The biggest thing about money that bothers me, it's so abundant. It's the most abundant thing on the planet. Yeah. It's not like gold or – I mean, gold is pretty abundant too. It's not like diamonds or some pre- precious right. metal. It's it's so abundant. But yeah. yet some people you know, think it, could, it flows to them and then some other people have like – it doesn't flow they to blockages. them. They have blockages. They blockages. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Which is so crazy because it's the most abundant thing on the planet it's, and all day long. It's Money's not even real. No, It's like a social construct. Yeah, it's not even real. Like, the, like they, they can't even base it off anything anymore. So they just made it no. like the, a social agreement that yes. we all check okay. into. Correct. It's, right. ba- it's not backed by gold. It's not backed by silver. It's, not, it's backed by nothing yeah. other than you believe in the United States government. Right. That's all it is. Or whatever I, I government whatever you're living is. in. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here in the U.S. Right. So it, it's very strange. Um, but I, I was also talking about when I used to teach. Yeah. And nobody – okay, so I – part of my teaching was in a public school. In a public mm-hmm. school, everybody knows your salary. Yes. For the most part because you're on a step. In so, New York, yeah. New I don't York. know how it works in other yeah, states. I, goes, I assume. Yeah. I don't know. So when yeah. I taught in public school in New York, if you were on a step 10, you knew, let's say, you made – 50 grand. Let's right. just make it up. You know, and then if step 11, 2,000 more or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And even then, when it was public knowledge, yeah. people wouldn't tell you the salary. They right. wouldn't actually tell you the number. They right. would just say, I'm on step eight. Yeah. Because, and because there were little variables like where you can make money here and there. For other things. Yeah, like if you, you're taking over a club or a sport. Right. right or if you have, but like, even that was very upfront. Yeah, no, everything, yeah. no, yeah, because it was all unionized, mm-hmm. so all the salaries and all the, what you would get for each thing was there. Yeah. But even then, people wouldn't tell you. Yeah. But then I, when I moved to, to Florida, I taught in a uh, private school. Mm-hmm. So there, there's no union. <laughs> you don't know what people are getting. And you had no idea what everyone's salary. So I assume this would be more like, feel like more corporate America. Right. And, you know, nobody would tell the salaries. 
you're like walking around like how much you make it yeah and it, what's on your pay stub me. excuse me yeah and i'm going crazy here because how can you afford that why don't you make it you know, cause, cause, why, why doesn't anybody answer me <laughs> i'm trying to help everyone because you know people are complaining you know it's right. teachers and you know they, we don't get the highest salaries to begin with right right and you know everyone's complaining about this or that and, right and i'm like well why don't we just all say our salaries like why can't we just say hey let's unionize <laughs> yes exactly like i make this you make that okay right. you're getting paid this for that caesar chavez over but here. like you know, <laughs> He was a red blue, right? Yeah. So it would bother me that, you know, I would like try to have a conversation, not with everyone at first, just like with one person. Right. Someone I'm friends with. Yeah. And they wouldn't tell me their salary. (laughs) I'm like, I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Uh, Right. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, like, why won't you, why won't people tell? Yeah. It's like, it's for our benefit. Right. You know, but. Apparently, you know, well, I mean, there's I, things to it. We were taught, and this is so, so that's a, yeah, that's a great example. And salary transparency is such a hot button topic right now. So you're not alone in this. Like okay. a lot of people are saying. So I was ahead of my time. Yeah. A few years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. And now there's kind of a bit of a movement if I'm paying attention to my Yahoo headlines correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of things. No, but there is like a bit of a movement to be like, hey guys, like just ask and just tell so that we can form some sort of collective against who's who the higher ups are right. deciding this but you know what it is and this is where the 5d comes into it okay all right so this is what oh this is so powerful because what you're saying when you don't collectively get together and, and this is just in this example and be like this is what i make how much do you make what you're saying is there's fear fear that the system is going to take it away from you and the conversation you're having now in the 5d is that i'm not powerful that's the converse that's the energy you're giving to the universe and the universe doesn't care about like right or wrong it just pays attention to the energy you give out and the the way that they keep us down or where we're at yeah because like i'll say the rich stay rich the poor stay poor middle stay middle like everybody kind of says is you keep believing it subconsciously because it does work that way so once you're not investigating this in kind of a more 5d way it has way more control over you but yeah and 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 the shame yeah and there is i looked it up there for the most part there's no law again there's laws that you're allowed to to say it you know so a corporation cannot maybe in some public spheres you can't but they're in a corporation like let's say you work for nike there is no law. I mean, they can't stop you from saying your salaries. Okay. So, you know, it's it's us doing it to ourselves. Uh, to our yes. You know, it's not because there's laws that says you can you're allowed to say your salary. Mm-hmm. It's us doing it to ourselves. Wow. Which is the scary part. And but yeah, I, I guess you know, I, I try to look up some articles on it, and they all kind of. I'm like, well, why don't people tell their salaries? Mm-hmm. And it was always like, you know, possible jealousy, resentment. You know, once you tell that salary, let's say that, you know, that now the person, like, let's say I say my salary is 50 grand. Now the next person has to go. Now in their head, they're thinking, do I say, do I make up a lie and say it's 55? I'm only making 40. Do do I, how, what do I do here? So they're, they're saying that's what would, that's what would happen. That's why people don't want to put themselves in those positions. Because they believe that the amount you get says something about you. 
Yeah. And that's the scary thing. Right. So you have shame, okay. which is like, okay, this is how much I'm worth and what they're actually paying me. And I believe I'm ascribing it to my own self-worth. Like if I make less than you, I'm worth less than you. And there's some sort of shame yeah. when you hold, when you're, when you feel shame, you're holding the blame of what somebody else did to you. So, and then you're owning it and then the universe will respond to you in that way. Um, or you make more than somebody else. You're like, Oh, I feel bad. So now you feel bad that you have abundance coming at you. So now the conversation is, Oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person for making more. So there's, or, yeah. or I'm not likable if I make a certain amount. So all this, you can walk it back to self-worth stuff and the system, the 3D world is banking on it. They want us to have that fear and that so, you know, and it's all social acceptance and that your place in the world is very determined by it. So it's linked. And what happens is, is you believe it somewhere in you, there's a belief that it's true and I don't think, maybe I'm pessimistic, but like, I don't think we can ever live in this world, coexist, like in this 3D world. I don't think as humans, we can ever completely get out of it. I don't, yeah. I don't think we'll ever be able to, but I think if you have an awareness of it, you can have better control yeah. or, or wow. some better opportunity or some better something. Yeah. Just because, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, fa- it's fascinating. And, and again, no one ever told me the salary. And I never got to the point where I told anyone because if they were going to tell me, I guess I would – them. I, I guess it's just in my brain. You know, for me, I was like, I'll, I'll tell you. That's a good example. Yeah. It's all, you know what? Also, I, I find um, – I mean, not so much anymore, but when I used to – well, I still do. Lisa Carr. Oh, my God. And, you know, they, you go into the Toyota dealership and 10 people go in, 10 people go out. There, 10 people are going to pay different prices yeah. for, for that same car. Yeah. And no one would ever tell you the lease price. Yeah. Now, for me, I always went around. This one I always did. I'm like, I'll tell you what I'm paying for that lease. Right. Because I would be. Yeah, it's true. People don't tell you what their car payments are. No, unless you're really they, close to them. Yeah, they won't It's an awkward you. conversation. Yeah, and I think it's the same thing with the, with the salaries. Yeah. What you're saying with the, the whole thing. Or how much you pay for your house. Like that kind of well, house, thing. Well, house you can look up online. You can. So you could just see people what People get weird. But they, yeah. Because like just on our block, like a couple people sold their houses. It's like, oh, you listed it for that. But you know you – like did you get less? Did you get more? Yeah. Like you can't ever find out like well, directly unless yeah. you're close with them. Yeah. Well, in Florida, you can look up on Zillow and it'll oh. tell you the sale price. Oh, well. Yeah. So oh. you, yeah. Because yeah. that's what you've been doing, nosy neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Florida, Florida is so weird. Like you could – I don't know if this is every state, but – Every single we thing, know Florida's weird. You, yeah, you <laughs> could look up. You could see how much someone pays in their property taxes. You could see when they paid their property well, taxes. Really? If they didn't pay their oh, – everything's so online. Yeah, it's, all on, it's very wow. transparent. So you can look up. If someone tells you like, oh, I sold my house for 500 grand, you could look that up. And see if it's accurate or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if it takes like 30, 60 days to get on there. But oh, okay. you can see the price, what all they right. paid. Well, yeah. Florida's like, no, we're not doing that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Florida, you can tell. All right. Well, let's do one ad, and then when we come back, we'll talk about, I think, we're going to talk about me and my issues with money. Yeah. All right. Using Rocket Money has been a real eye-opener. You know, <laughs> I have kids, and I don't even know how this happened. How did this even happen, I ask myself. Because of Rocket Money, I found out I've been paying every month for this like app, this like app that I don't know how the kids figured out how to get me on this subscription, but I saw that. I was like, what? It, I never would have known about it. And 
I deleted it immediately. I canceled it and Rocket Money made it possible and super easy to do that. You know, try it free for 30 days. When have you heard that? Just enough time to try it and then you completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for ones you don't use. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over um, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find those subscriptions for you. And you know anything you don't want to pay for anymore, all I did was hit cancel and Rocket Money just canceled it for me. Super easy. And it also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 per year. And I feel like it's just the best sponsor for today's podcast because this is something you can do for yourself that tells the universe like i pay attention to what's happening to me stop throwing your money away cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kya that's rocketmoney.com slash kya rocketmoney.com slash kya Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Okay, so let's talk about you and your... That's what we usually do. <laughs> and your big thing with money. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you can provide a good example because I want yeah. coming up, it, it might be triggering for people, it might be um, really enlightening for people. It, it, this stuff is so insidious in us. It's hard to pick out how our relationship with money communicates our relationship with our own self-worth. Right. So... We're going to use you as the Scotty guinea pig. Okay. And what is your biggest issue, would you say, with just money in society, in the 3D world? What's, what's, your, oh, what's your thing? I would – I definitely have to say – I thought about this. It, it's getting ripped off. Oh, yes. You I, hate this. Yeah. I cannot handle yeah. getting ripped off. So what is it about getting ripped off that just irks you? Like, like follow it down just a little deeper. I, I, all right. So let's say – well, okay, let's take it like a big corporation or something. Right. Like when they charge like a fee mm-hmm. that I feel is like, what is this? This yeah. is just a money grab yes. trying to get an extra few hundred dollars out of me or yeah. whatever is a hundred dollars. I can't handle it. Yeah, no, it's true. So like the, the one that comes to mind the most, and I, I don't know if they still, I think they still do have it, but they don't really do it as much as they used to. But going back to the leasing cars. Yeah. There used to be in the con and it was in the contracts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's in the contract <laughs> that when you return the car and you don't lease from that company again, right. they charge you what's called a di- I think it's called a disposition fee. So if you rent a Jeep and right. you're like just dropping it off, I'm gonna go get a Toyota now. Right. Oh, there's a bill for you. Yeah. Then they're like, oh well, there's a three hundred dollar fee for that. Oh yeah. And you know that I the first time I leased a car this many years ago, I'm like mm-hmm. they're like, all right, well you owe three hundred dollars. I'm like, I don't know, what are you talking about? I owe three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, you say it just like that too. Yeah, and I'll, they'll be like, well you, there's this disposition disposition fee. If you don't pay it, you don't buy another car. We charge you three hundred. I'm like, what's that for? Oh, you know, just for the return. <laughs> like they blah, can't blah. even like, answer. Yeah, it. they can't even answer it themselves. I'm like, well, I'm not paying that. Yeah, it's like there's no way no, I'm I going to pay that. No, Scott will die on that hill. I will die. On, and <laughs> believe it or not, I've gone to collections like, yeah. like at least three times where they. On three different cars that I've returned. I, didn't like, I will that. sacrifice my credit score oh, for this. I will. I'll sacrifice anything. <laughs> right. That will never get paid. Right. And 
you know, I like I don't know whatever happens. And eventually, what they do is they just like, oh, for twelve dollars you could get out of this. Yeah, and I'm like, nope. Yeah. Two dollars you can get. Nope. Oh, I know they come I, at you with the tiny bills. Yeah. They're like fifteen dollars. You're you know, like, no. You're like fifteen dollars. That that three hundred. Look at them. They're trying to still have you say. Yep. I believe yes. in this, and you are like, yep. I do not believe in this. I do not yep. agree yep. to you being in control. That's right. When I returned my <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder, they charged me three hundred dollars way back when. Right. And I never paid it. When I returned my Jeep, I never paid it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like that your credit score. I don't care. But don't, care. but think about it. Like, yeah. what is a credit score? It's the most three D world oh, thing yeah. I can yeah. think of. And there's so many companies and ever that wants that. Oh, you have to get your credit score. You can't do this unless you get. You can't. It's like that Black Mirror episode with the likability. I don't know if anybody saw that. It's with the actress from Jurassic Park is in it. But like, <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Like you go around and and like your like about like your like score made it. You know what kind of house you could buy, what kind of social circles you could be, and what kind of job you had. It's it's like this credit score is yeah. this made up thing that controls what your role in society is. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And you, and you know, it's actually funny. So I have actually been the last few leases. Everyone knows I got my Rav Four. Yeah, cruising my Rav Four. <laughs> oh yeah, I Rav Four down the really. But actually, it was really funny. The, the last time I leased it from Toyota, they actually gave me a check, which is kind of weird now that I think about it. For three hundred dollars, that's weird. Which is the dis- disposition fee that they would normally charge, and they gave it to me as a gift. Why? I don't know. I've never had a car company <laughs> just give me a check for for. Anything that's weird, but they gave me the three hundred dollars to say as like as a loyal customer. Weird, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've leased from Toyota a few but times, but it's weird that it was the same amount. Yeah, well, that's what I think. All the dis, yeah, they're the all dis- about that. But yeah, I don't know. about that. Like you can think about it more five D. Like the universe is like okay, yeah. Which was you so I'm like, wait a second. Like what's this map? <laughs> I got this check from Toyota. I'm like, right. It was three hundred dollars. I'm like. What is this? And that always happens to you. So that's, weird. that's happened to you so many times. Yeah. Like weird amounts, the same amount, like in an in an ironic way or yeah. come about way. Yeah. But but then I also feel like with you getting ripped off can happen, and and t- you're always so paranoid about it. I am. And okay, so in your quest to be a green aura, you've been a little landscaper lately. Yes, we've been doing a couple <laughs> landscaping projects. I know, I'm really and... proud of us. I have to say, yeah. So <laughs> it takes us longer than anyone else this, to do things, but we're really proud of right. ourselves. And this is because you know, we're having some stuff done and that's out of my control. Right. So what I try to do is the things I can do, I yeah. have to do them. This is a whole other probably issue. Oh that my God, I have. Right. In our backyard. Right. Right. So like to take control, I have to do these projects myself. Right. Where, you know, probably shouldn't be doing them myself, but I have to. No, we did good. Yeah. yeah no, it came out great. I'm, I'm so proud of us. Yeah. Brianna so, says we're intense when we do these things together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brianna's like, you guys are intense. And I'm like, probably. Because yeah. we're like, what kind of rocks should we get? Is there, like, we had to learn about landscaping tarp. And yeah. We had to learn like, all these things, you guys. No, I know. And <laughs> so proud crazy. of myself and but, you. But, you know, so we're trying to figure out what to do with this space. Right. And then we go to our, our go-to plant, which is... Calusia. It's a bush. It's a bush. It's a hardy bush. bush. Yes. It's like a hedge. It's, it's a hardy hedge. Yeah. It's it's a great plant. Yeah. You can't kill it. You can't kill it. It's amazing. We, we love this. Yeah. It's so a great plant. You had the idea like, let's just plant Calusia. Like, that's always my idea. I have no yeah. vision in this way. So I'm like, oh, Calusia. Calusia. Let's do it. And I'm like, all right. And now I know everything about Calusia yeah. because I've worked with this plant before, bush, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And I know the pricing. So we go to the landscaping place. Yes. Talk to the guy. All right. I need three Calusia. He says $25. No, this is what happened. We're yeah. together. And the guy had an accent and he goes, they're 45 each. 
And all of a sudden you're like, oh man, maybe we should get four, Megan. And I'm like, 45 each. I'm like, Scott, three is fine. Three is fine. And you're like, you sure? Should we get like four? And I'm in my head, I'm like, what is this Mr. Moneybags all of a sudden? Like, this is expensive. I'm like, three is enough. Three is enough. So we go up. Well, well, no, because in my head. You heard 25. He said 25. He said 40. And I know Calusia, and I'm like, that's a great price. <laughs> he said 25 is the price you pay for Calusia. If you can get it for 20, that's amazing. Right. But 25 is what you pay. But he said 40. You heard 25. Yeah. I heard 25. Until we get to the register. Right. But you did still buy them. Yes. Even though you were like, wait, what? And then like, I'm like, Scott. Anyway, so that was like a whole thing. Yeah. But fast forward to later that day. Right. We had to go to a different landscaping spot to get the rocks to get the rocks because i felt I don't know the prices anybody... at that place were ripping me off on the rocks You're like wait a second right you thought yeah so we go to this other place and we walk by the clusia and i see the price the same clusia we got same height and everything and it's at 25 dollars. And I, I was just standing in front of them because <laughs> i just didn't want to deal with the fallout of you realizing you got ripped off and i'm standing in front of the sign and you're like hey wait a second just step away from the Calusia, Megan. And I step away and, oh, forget it. I've been hearing about the Calusia. It was $25 there. Yeah, because that's what you're supposed to be. I've been hearing about this for a week. <laughs> so anyways, yes. All right. But yeah. it happens to you all the time. I, f- I feel it, bad. It does. It does. <laughs> I guess it just happened at your birthday dinner as well. Oh, right. And Bree's 14, and you always want her to order off the kitty menu. Because she does still eat, like, a five-year-old yeah, i will say she, that she takes like three bites <laughs> yes and she's done she's done i'm done that's it i'm finished i'm right full. i'm full yeah. and i will but she's getting she's taller than me yes. and she's still forced to eat off the kitty menu when we go out to dinner with you but it's my birthday you know right. maybe everyone's feeling a little bit yeah. like you know we go to my this italian you, you restaurant this italian i like restaurant, so place. good yeah it's like it's such good chicken piccata it makes me so happy and i'm so when she ordered her fettuccine alfredo, she because she looks like not like somebody who can eat on the kitty menu anymore, they just assumed, you know, it was it was big girl pasta as we call it instead of like kitty menu pasta. Right. Which is for and all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, wait, why are you getting a salad? Yeah. The salad's on the kitty menu? The salad's with your entree? What a deal. What a deal here." <laughs> Well, and then Bree's like, oh, I think I ordered the big girl pasta. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it was your birthday. Right. So I didn't get too upset. But yes, I mean, here, and it's not Bree. It's not her fault or no. anyone's fault. It's her, this restaurant's fault. But I love this restaurant, by the way. So I can't get too mad. I'm she like, got that bad so about cheap it. about it. It's so okay, funny. The, All right, go ahead. The pasta. Okay. If you get the fettuccine Alfredo on the adult menu. Yes, you guys, these are a real problem. You do get a salad. <laughs> But it's like twenty three dollars or right. twenty four dollars. I can't right. remember. What it was. No, it is expensive. Yeah, and you throw like one shrimp in there, it becomes seventy dollars. And because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll get it with shrimp, and then mine was like ninety two dollars. And then, <laughs> and, <laughs> and on the kitty menu, I think it's like ten. Yeah, it's like eight dollars. And or it's nine, the same, same amount. amount. Yeah, it it's is pasta. No, you're right. It's like fettuccine Alfredo. It's pasta. All it is is like we know fettuccine. Yeah, okay. Right. Like, <laughs> Literally, pasta costs like a nickel. Like, it's like truly a nickel. Okay, so... And this is another thing. Why is pasta so expensive <laughs> at restaurants? It's the cheapest thing. You go to Publix, it's like $1.50 for a box of Marilla pasta. Because somebody else made it for you. Yeah, and you go to, like, an Italian restaurant. That doesn't bother me because, like, like, I didn't have to make it. You know, $90 for pasta. So, anyway, so the bill comes... <laughs> And you take off your glasses and you put them on and you take them off and you put them on. And Bree's like, oh, you're upset. I got the big girl pasta. I'm sorry. And I'm like, Bree, it's fine. You're old enough. You should order off the big girl menu, not 
the yeah. little kid menu anymore, but you were like, and then like you're doing math in your head. Well, like, you know, and a- you were just really, really like you put it down, you picked it back up, you put it down, you picked it back up. Well, yeah, because I'm used to like, <laughs> you're used to a certain amount. When yeah, I'm used go to a out. certain amount. So, like 20 bucks it was more. Like, it was like a weird number. So I'm trying to figure out the tip and everyone knows I'm a huge tipper. And I was trying to figure out, you know, cause I, I usually give like 22. No, you are. You're, you're a like good 22 tipper. To 24%. I try to give, you know, more. No, this is what 20. happens. Like when we get the bill, you're like, Megan, what's 20% of the bill? Cause that's like math I can do. And I'm like, oh, and I'm really good to the cent. I'm like, oh, well the tip is, I don't know, like 21, 32. And then you're like, hmm. How, what's that? And we're like, well, that's like twenty percent. And then you're like, mm, and then you always like go up. Yeah. So because like, I'm which is different. fine. It's just like you, you. I feel like you feel like you're really like a VIP when you do that. Yeah. Like but, you're like flashy, cashy. And look, you know, I could have been like, hey, you're like I'm know, gonna give twenty three. You no, know, just meant to get it on the kid menu, but yeah, I don't like to do that. Anyways, so. but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a you got ripped off. Yeah, that yeah you felt ripped for off like nine dollars instead of twenty three dollars. Feel bad. When it's like a mom and pop place like that, yeah. then I do not feel, I, I don't know. Like for me, I'm like, whatever. It's like even the Calusia, like the first place you ordered it where it was 45, it's like a mom and pop place, you yeah. know, whatever. I don't, I think like you have more of a point with that disposition fee thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I think we need to take a little break. I think so too. <laughs> we go back. You're going to be talking about buddy. This is a great time of year, seeing as though that it's spring to reset and let go of what's not serving you, make way for a new season, new growth, change, and let's start at the scalp. Let's start with your hair. Let's start with Way. Feeling flaky, hair looking dull. I mean, Way always has a product for any of those things to help you care from the top down and meet all your hair care goals. Personally, I use I've, I've used all the way products. I interchanged them um, to what's what my hair's telling me. And what I've noticed about using way is I pay way more attention to what my hair needs and respond to it. And your hair will talk to you. It will <laughs> because I was having before using way, like my hair would kind of look thin. It wouldn't look as full or voluminous. And and now way using all their products has helped me a lot of like a lot of look improvement and it feels stronger and it has this appearance of being a lot healthier. Um, their anti-dandruff shampoo is great. It bites flakes and it really soothes your scalp. You can stop flaking on your shoulders with that, with their anti-dandruff shampoo. It's formulated with celiac acid and hundred percent clinically proven to gently soothe itchy, irritated scalps while keeping your hair clean and soft. And I've definitely have used that, especially after coming out of these winter months where everything gets dry. The way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to the way, dot com slash aura for 15% off your entire purchase. That's the way, dot com slash aura. So I wasn't giving much thought to the cookware I've been using. I mean, I had random pots and pans from this place and that place. And, you know, cooking was annoying because everything would cook unevenly or there'd be gross stuff left on my food after I used it. Well, guess what? 
This podcast is sponsored by Green Pan, and what a game changer this has been. In 2007, Green Pan's founders discovered that traditional nonstick pans were made with plastic coatings that turn toxic with heat. That's why they created a new alternative without forever chemicals. So why does making cookware with ceramic matter? It doesn't emit fumes when it's cooked. It conducts the heat evenly. It's super easy to clean up and allows you to cook with less oil or butter, making the foods you cook healthier. I just made chicken for my family in there. And can I tell you, like I used way less butter to cook it. It cooked evenly. It cooked quicker. It was really tasty. Everybody ate it up. Um, I mean, one thing I just love about green pan is how easy it is to clean after you cook in it. Literally a little wipe, no soaking overnight. Like I was doing with my other bands, like you wipe it and you're good. Um, and it's such a great gift to somebody who's starting out in life or to yourself or just someone who you're really close to, you know, it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code KYA and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right. 30% off whether you buy one pan or a whole set, that's 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code KYA. Let's talk about money in the 5D versus money in the 3D and how our aura creates, reacts, and responds to it. Money is so touchy. It's such a hot button issue. It really creates anxiety or friction or passion or intensity around it for all of us. And what I've noticed is your relationship with money is unique to you. And it usually has every single thing to do about your own narrative of self-worth. But let's back it up. What's the 5D and what's the 3D? So the 5D is the universe. That's the plane of existence where we're all equal. When you were born, okay, when you came into this world, you were from the 5D. This is how I see it. And you were the same as anyone else. And you still are. You are born with an inherent worth that no one can take away from you. Every single person has that inherent worth. And you don't have to do one thing to earn it or keep it. You existing is your worth. You being is your worth. You know, you don't have to go to school. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a certain amount of, you know, a certain number in the bank. You don't have to have the certain house. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You were born and you encapsulated that worth. Uh, It's kind of like, if you think about it, (laughs) and we just did some landscaping in our backyard. So this is what I'm thinking about now. You know, I planted my plants and... I just want them to be healthy. Like, I'll do anything for them. (laughs) Like, what fertilizer do you need? How often do I have to water you? What do you need from me? Like, I I will give to you. And the reward is that you thrive, that you thrive and you live your best life and that you're a being. That's, That's the plant's reward to me. And I'm just simplifying it because truly your 
job is to thrive and to live out your life purpose and and to be happy and just to exist at your potential. All right. That's all. That's all you're here to do. You know, there's no climbing that has to be done or anything else. And money is such an expression of self-worth in the 3D. So in the 3D world, 3D world, that's the ego construct. So we created society as humans with our 3D mentalities. That's ego construct mentalities. The ego says that there's right and wrong. There's rich, there's poor. Divisions, always divisions. The ego says, oh no, you're not worth what you think you are. And money is a great tool to reiterate that message to you. All right, we're going to pay you less than your coworker. Women get paid less than men. I mean, there's so many. We could go all day talking about all the ways money tells you that you don't fit in, that you aren't the same, that you're different, and that you're less worthy than other people. So a huge just bash here between the 3D and the 5D. And money is the, is the tool in which the 3D can really tell you, can really double down uh, and tell you, yeah, you're not, existing isn't enough. You have to do something more. And we're going we're gonna to show you why. The places you don't fit in, the places that, so that's, that's, if you think of it that way, you have way more control over it. And money is the way in which we interplay with society and our role within it. And our relationship with money is indicative of what our relationship with our own self-worth is. So if you think about it, how do you, what's your relationship with money? I've talked about this um, a lot, but that's why we're concentrating it today. Like maybe you always feel scared. So what's your relationship with money? You hoard it, you save it, you don't spend it on yourself. Uh, Maybe you feel like you need to be loved. Maybe you overspend. All right, I deserve this. You have a void in you. I deserve it. So I'm going to overspend. I'm going to max out all my credit cards because that's me filling the void. Maybe you don't feel worthy going into friendships as yourself. So you overspend on others. Too much gifting. You know, gifting to the wrong places empath traps, getting sucked into narcissist games, giving money away to people that aren't doing anything good with it. Maybe you always feel like you're being taken advantage of. You have like a victim mentality. All right. You might get stingy with money. You might not be as giving. Um, Maybe you feel untrustworthy of the world around you because the rug's always been pulled out from under you. Then then you'll only, you'll only spend it on fear-based things. I better get the insurance. I better get the this. I better get the that. And I mean, these are just examples, but um, if you kind of go into your the way that you spend money and walk it back and be like, what are these actions saying about what I'm saying about myself to myself? You have so much more control because when you stop playing this game with money, when you stop playing it, you... You can start manifesting better with it. You can start receiving it better. And and you can feel more at peace. Now, you're not talking to Jeff Bezos here. Okay, so it's not like I'm this billionaire who's teaching you. I'm still figuring it out too. So I just have to, like, obviously we're figuring it 
out together, but I've gotten better and I've learned things. And this was actually a really hard episode for me to do because I've talked about growing up without a lot. And honestly, like getting to a place where I feel safe and secure, I mean, that's, that's a struggle for me. It's still a struggle and I work on it daily and it's not about like solving issues. It's just being aware of them and, uh, trying to make more conscious decisions instead of knee jerk ones. 3D does not want, the 3D world doesn't want you to think about this stuff because then you can outplay the game because you're not playing the game. They need you to play the game for it to work. Okay. So like I said, money's a narrative that you have. Money's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's part of your narrative. It's a story that society's telling you about you and they use money to help, you know, reiterate it. And your story is probably shared with other people in your kind of bracket, your peers, who you've always known, socioeconomic. Okay, your socioeconomic status is how I see it. So I see money as a mentality, not a reality. And personally, this is how I see society uh, as 3D society is setting it up. So it's, it's, that's why the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. And the middle stays middle because it is hard to move up or down. It's difficult because your mentality is actually calling uh, the universe energy to you. All right. So when you change your mentality, when you shift your mentality, you can actually change where you're at socioeconomically. Um. You know, I always see, like, a lot of people who win the lottery end up, like, blowing it. And it makes total sense to me because their mentality isn't there. It's where it's at. You're comfortable where you're at. The 3D, 3D ego, ego mentality. What do I always say? I say, we don't do what's good for us. We do what's normal for us. If you're comfortable being in a certain mental state, that's where you're going to stay. Even if it's not good for you, it's just, you know, what's comfortable for you is usually what we humans go for when we're, you know, and, and, and the 3D, I, you know, 3D ego stuff, it's not the worst thing. Like you need to understand it to survive here. You can't survive here if you don't understand it, but understanding it makes you have more options open to you. And just to preface, and I've said this in any kind of conversation that we've had, Listen, it's not like you snap your fingers, you can get out of your socioeconomic status or get more money or this or that. Because, yeah, the 3D world has a lot of barriers for you. Race, gender, socioeconomic, where you live, opportunities. Yeah, there's lots of obstacles. This is just going to open it up for you. Okay, so society loves to push things down your throat. Like, this is the way it is, and you can't change it. But if you change your mentality, you can change your situation, And, you know, growing up, uh, I was raised very religious and so uh, Catholic. Money's evil. Money's not good. So they, it's weird because they want you to fear it, but they also want you to want it. (laughs) Like, so it's like, if you have too much, you're bad. If you have too little, you're bad. Like there's so much like, oh my God, like it's a toxic, they, they create this like toxic relationship with money too society does to keep it touchy to keep you on your toes to keep it like an eggshell relationship where you're like oh my god I don't want to do this because then I won't uh, you know people won't like me if I have too much people won't like me if I have too little that you know they might think I'm this they might think I'm that like so much bigger and it's just flipping money okay and and they make it this deity of our society 
by how much we are taught to care about it. Money becomes this negative relationship and then society just judges you all along the way. Like you don't really have even a chance. You know, money in the 5D is completely different. It's a conversation with the universe about who you are and what you spend your energy on. So let's start thinking about it this way. When you see money as a tool to communicate with the universe about your patterns of abundance rather than your own self-worth as a person, you will have way more control, way more freedom, and way more abundance. The conversation isn't about, you know, can I or can't I afford it? Does, does it make me a bad person if I want it? Does it make me a good person if I get it? That's not the conversation. It's me putting money towards it. What does this say about me? What, you know, again, walk it back. Why do I want this? Why am I avoiding this? Why do I, you know, have that conversation with yourself because money and the choices you make are reflective of your self-worth and money is energy. So you will have as much wealth as you feel worthy of receiving. And that took me a long time to understand. And yes, there are outside barriers to that. But at the same time, that's the truth. And, you know, you had you entered this world with this default state of complete abundance, limitless abundance. That's what you entered this universe with. And society just chips away at that, chips away at that, chips away at that with some really good points. <laughs> you know, if you look around, you're like, that's an obstacle. That's a real obstacle that I can't get rid of. Like, yeah, it is. But is it an obstacle that's true, you know, or is it an obstacle that society set up and I realize it's just a game? Like, I just go back to women get paid best, uh, less than men. All right. That's like a real and there's so many of these examples, I'm just going to pick that one. That's a real sucker punch to women. It's like, yep, we're worthless. We get it. We get it. Now, is that real though? No, it's not real. That's the 3D society's way of looking at women. Okay. It's not real. It's just the way it is. So see, the difference removes you from the narrative, remove you, removes you from as many as the, of the repercussions that will come to you, it, it, you know, if you believe it. You can't believe it. And we don't actively believe it. We just, like, actively kind of, like, accept it, agree to it, and eventually think it's true without even thinking too much about it. So today I'm asking you, stop, stop believing it. Like, actually see it and be like, no, no. It's the way it is, but it's still not true. And, you know, how much do you value yourself? This isn't about money. Again, it's about the exchange. It's about the exchange. Money may represent so many things to you. It may represent safety, status, a way to belong. It's never money. A vehicle for experiencing life, abundance, security, freedom. Like, it's never money. It's what the money brings to you. So understanding what money means to you you can jump over the money part and just attach to the feeling part. And then we talked about that a lot with visualizing, manifesting, and you can listen to one of those episodes if you want. Um, so it sounds magical, but it's not. It's just removing yourself from the 3D narrative that any of this is true. And money's just, you know, it's easier to accept and be open to and receive. 
And doing things that reflect your own worthiness and abundant state of mind makes all the difference towards keeping this mindset and making sure money is given to you and you receive it. So it's not about denying yourself. It's about respecting yourself. So, you know, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard this state, this, uh, this uh, saying, easy money spends the same, you know, and a lot of us think unless I broke my back for it, it ain't worth it. It's not real. If, and, and there are so many other examples of easy love is the love you want. Okay. You don't want like a toxic relationship with some, it shouldn't be hard. If it's hard, you don't want it. You know, same thing with money, easy money. That's what you want. Easy money spends the same. So what it means is, is really like easy abundance. Yeah, that's what I want. Because again, you enter this universe with a default state of abundance and <laughs> thinking that you got to do anything for it actually keeps you from it. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Okay. So what are some little things you can do to assist you in telling the universe that you see money as a tool to reflect and communicate your abundance? You can sit down and get realistic with your budget. Yeah, I know. I don't like doing that either. <laughs> okay. What am I spending? What am I doing? You know, what's unhealthy for me here? What what can I cut out? What I don't need that subscription really. That's hurting me, not helping me. I did that. You know, I spent I spend this money every month to this gym to fit in. But I don't like to go there, and I don't. So let's just find something else. <laughs> Little things like that. Um, whatever. Saying no to events. Like, oh, if I don't go to, you know, if I'm not the bridesmaid at my coworker's wedding, she won't like me. And so I better spend, like, you know, $1,500 on this whole thing is, you know, I don't even know what that would be. I haven't been a bridesmaid in a long time, but like, I don't know, between the bachelorette party and, da, 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 and everything at the end. I mean, it's probably like a lot of money. If you don't like them, just say no. Or if you're not that close, just say no. Or if it's not like a heartfelt thing, just say no. And you know what you're telling the universe? You're telling the 5D universe that my, it, it's not worth my energy. It's not worth the money that goes into it. Cause it's not, I'm doing it to fit in. And to avoid confrontation, not for my own self. Versus if it was somebody who's really close to you, then that's a different conversation. Like, I really want to do this. I really want to be part of it. You know, that's different. Gifting others, like, really expensive gifts, again, just for status or just to fit in. Take a step back from that. Not spending money on yourself, but spending it on other people. 
that's bad. You know, that that's, that's, I used to do that. So like, you know, I'm not worthy. Other people are worthy. So sometimes you got to give yourself the thing. Sometimes you have to take care of yourself. Maybe your birthday's coming up. Maybe a holiday, maybe something, maybe graduation. Maybe you don't have people that are going to give you something. You give that to yourself. That's a great conversation with the universe. I'm going to buy myself a spa day because I just, I don't have to wait for nobody to do it. I'll do it for myself. So being more upfront about your spending and what the messages are underlying, that's how we can also change our conversation with the universe and um, can open up more opportunities for us. So when you give, you know, like, you know, empath traps, I'm going to talk about this when we talk about blues, but there are so many people, I call them empath traps. I've talked about this in the, I think empaths versus narcissist episode. I think that's episode six. So it's a long time ago, but I talk about empath traps. It's like when, if you're, if you're an empath, so that's like purple, blue, turquoise, indigo, a lot of times what happens is you feel other people's feelings as your own, whether you realize it or not. And then what happens is if you're unaware about it, an unaware empath, you need other people's approval and love to fuel your own self-worth. And when you do that, um, narcissists or narcissistic people or toxic people come in and create context for you to, hey, I'll take the money and I'll give you self-worth. So you have to be careful of that with money and empath traps. All right, but let's talk about auras and money. So these are generalizations. Of course, everyone's unique, but I think going into each aura color and understanding aura color spending habits, aura color relationships with money can help you narrow down where it is potentially um, you're taking this opportunity to have a conversation with the universe and up your game or maybe switch some things or level it up. Okay, so let's start with reds. Red or is they love risk and they love gamble and they will use money to do this. They love it. They think it's fun. They like that thrill. Okay, you know, you'll see them in stocks. They like to put a little skin in the game. Otherwise, it's not as worth it for them. They're little flashy, cashy, big tippers, high rollers. They'll pay for VIP stuff. They'll pay for convenience. All right, what does all this mean? A lot, you know, reds are natural kind of alpha people. They just have like an alpha vibe about them. And that's fine. But if they kind of have to go out there and feed their own selves with other people's perceptions and use money to do that, they can get themselves in a hole. So I, you know, the way I'll see them overspend like that to make their image look better than it is. So something to watch. Yellow auras. Yellow auras love a deal. They will coupon and they don't mind it. They'll argue their coupon. They understand coupons too. You ever get coupons and you're like, I don't even, this is like a lot of math. <laughs> just at a taco place the other day and I had like a taco and I'm like, I, I had a coupon. I had two different coupons. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like which one's good or what's even happening. And then you get your, I don't know. So anyway, yellow auras, they get it. Um, everything's a system. Money's a system. They love a spreadsheet. They'll look at their budget. They, whether they spend a lot or spend a little, they have a system for it. 
And they're very independent. That's why I see a lot of yellow auras um, having their own bank accounts, even in relationships, and that's fine. Just because they're very independent, you know, they're, they're, they're on top of their credit card deals or, okay, you know, this, I get more points here with this. It's double points this month. Like, they're on top of all that. Um, and they need, they just need that financial control in their lives to feel good. All right, so where do you have to be careful with this? Uh, Open-mindedness. And also, yellows can kind of, they love to plan. So sometimes they can plan a little too much. And when they do that, they can start, you know, spending money for, like, future situations that haven't even happened yet. So they have to be careful with that. Green auras. Green auras are either going to spend a lot or spend nothing. <laughs> but I'll tell you what they always spend their money on, and it's like the toys that they find worth it. All right, they want that software, they want the computer, they want the gaming, so, like they'll spend it. They want the yard tool, okay? They'll just, they'll spend money on that, but the couch has seen better days. And they will have um, like opinions about things really strongly when it comes to the stuff that they care about. Not always caring about the things that other people, especially their partners or their family members, would like instead. So they're real good at telling you like what you want isn't great, but what I want is necessary because um, they, they, oh, this is a problem with green auras. They will sacrifice their own emotional fulfillment for what society tells them they should be at. Meaning a lot of times they'll say, let's not get married until, until there's some number in the bank account, until I have this real estate, until I have this bill paid off, until you have your debt all paid off, until you have your, and yeah, you could look back and be like, well, that's smart, but they just stall it and stall it and stall it. And you really should never in your life. Like there's a line, you know what I mean? Like money is one thing. And being smart and being safe and being secure, those are all really important things because that's a conversation with the universe saying that um, I'm not going to sacrifice my own personal safety to fit in, which I get. And green auras get that. And they don't care about society. But if you're with a partner and they need something for their own reasons and the green aura dismisses that based on their own logic, they can get into trouble and then they can lose relationships that are good for them because of this mentality. So they can be a little stubborn about that. So that's telling the universe that, you know, I'm going to use money as a crutch. I'm going to use money to keep me in this box. And my self-worth is really only dependent on how much I have in the bank. I can't be happy until I have this much money in the bank. And those two things have nothing to do with one another at all. Um, and some of them have a very detailed budget. You have like two types of greens. You have the detailed budget people and the ones that like ignore it completely. See, it's like extreme or nothing. Like it's extreme either way. All right. Blue auras love spending money on the, on other people, but not themselves. Like they love going and spending money for, you know, kids or, you know, family members or whoever never, but the second they have to go shopping for themselves, they have like a breakdown in the, <laughs> in the fitting room. Been there. Okay. I feel like all of us have. Um, what else? Oh, they love to give to those in need and family, monthly donations set up for charity, shopping's only fun if it's for other people, like all that stuff. All right. So wonderful. And we're so thankful for blues. I mean, they're such givers and healers and 
I swear, I don't think the world would work without blue people. Like, they are the ones that care when everyone else doesn't or can't or is overwhelmed or ignores it. They care. So thank you, Blue Auras. But, you know, if you do it too much to your own detriment, then you're telling the universe, I have no self-worth. My self-worth is dependent on what I can do for other people and not myself. That's why it's really important to spend money on yourself every once in a while and say no. And say no sometimes. And limit it and and take a step back. It's not you being a mean person. It's you setting up a boundary so that you're not being um, hurt. You're not hurting yourself to help others. Okay, indigos. Listen, indigos, they're kind of like green aura people. (laughs) Like they'll spend the money when it's for something they really want. But not, not like other things. So I'll see Indigos like, oh, I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. And then they buy like the $500 cashmere sweater because <laughs> it was cozy. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. Oh, yeah. I'm dropping that on the mattress because my bed is super important. You know, so they'll kind of do that. But all their stuff is like cozy related or home related. I know so many. I know Indigo or is like they'll spend money on their animals Okay, they're going to spend on their cats, the dogs, their horses. They're the ones, they're going to spend it. Not that other auras don't, but it, they don't like really, they kind of like, uh, cheap out on a lot of things and then like go crazy on a couple things, but they're always kind of like empath related. <laughs> so what's, what's the thing? Oh, but indigos have to be careful of this. They'll absorb other people's budget. So like in partnerships and stuff, they have to be careful. Like, because their partner might be the one completely in control of the money, and they have no idea what's going on. Because, like, I don't care. I just need my money for this. Like that. And you lose power that way. Then you're telling the universe when you don't pay attention to your budget, you don't pay attention to your spending, you let somebody else take care of everything. You're telling the universe, like, I'm not in control of my own life. Somebody else is. And indigos feel that a lot anyhow in every, like, relationship situation. Like, they, they just absorb into it a little bit and then, like, get pushed around and then they have to indigo stout. So, you have to be careful. You got to you gotta pay more attention, even if it's a little bit, to, what you're, to what's happening in your household. Money just can stress them out. So, all right, purples, spenders, yeah, experiences, they'll spend it. Shots for everyone. You, you're my new best friend at the bar. Shots for you, too. <laughs> okay. You know, they go to the concert. They're like, hey, I'm here. I already spent money on the tickets. Merch. Let's go. I mean, they just go, they don't. It's fun. Woo. Yay. Night's out. Spend first. Worry later. A little impulsive. They can't, you know, they they haven't, they understand that money is just so silly. They do get that. Um, That helps them actually with manifesting. They hate reality checks. So when the bank statement comes in, it's like, ugh, they won't look at it. It sits there forever. They get a lot of anxiety over it, too. They just can't handle it. So what's the problem? They're telling the universe, this is a conversation with the universe here, when they do this, that um, that they can really, that they don't trust stability isn't essential for them. And that, you know, that they, destruction and chaos is is related to money. So their self-worth is in the moment and you only live once and da-da-da-da, you know, and all that. And then what happens is, is the universe is like, okay, I'm going to send you more chaotic situations then because that's how you, that's how you live. Like you have a great time and then 
the bill comes in the mail and you just like close your eyes to it. You're like, I can't see it. I don't want to deal with that. And that right there, I mean, it's just, it's a tough narrative. So you, so you got to be careful with that. You got to take away the impulse. You got to, and listen, if you're a purple, you can't walk into the nightclub then. Like you might have to <laughs> choose a different venue because once you're in it, you can't step back and don't expect yourself to. So maybe just avoid it and, and try a more low key budget friendly option before you leave the house. All right. Turquoises. Turquoises are very influenced by other people's purchases. So they might see somebody get something and they're like, I want that. You know, and they really want it. They really do. It's not just like, oh, I want that. You know, and they wait. They're like, no, I want that now. <laughs> you know, like that. Um, very giving. Sometimes they're too giving. Sometimes like to fit in, they're like, oh, here. And, at, you know, it's a little birthday party. Maybe you just met the person. And you get them like a $100 gift. And they're like, wow, this is like a lot. This is a little extreme. Okay, like that. You know, and then they're like, oh, you know, no, I'll take it. And then later they can feel bad about themselves. Like, oh, I feel, you know, am I overgiving? They'll spend it on like a barrage of things, turquoises, often reflecting what direction they feel like they need to go and like, oh, I'm really into, I don't know, this sport. I'm really into this <laughs> turquoises. They're so funny. Like I just read a turquoise and she's just so great and I love her, but she was like so into like Comic-Con and I don't even know what it's called. Um, Cosplay, cosplay. All her money goes to that. Okay. And that's fine because she enjoys it. That's fine, but I can see we talked about it too, like where there's limits. Like, you know, you have to be careful because like she'll ch- she would change her mind a lot. Like I was into this cosplay thing, and then I moved into that, and then it's like what the problem with turquoises is. If you're turquoise, you get this. Like when you feel it, it's real to you in that moment, a hundred percent. So it's really hard to make better choices because you're sitting in it and you're like, oh man, but I do want this. So the conversation with the universe is that you don't know yourself and that money is a ticket into situations where you feel inauthentic. So taking more time to think and process and whatnot can help with that because that kind of conversation that turquoises can have with their money is that they don't know who they are. So the universe will keep sending them situations to hammer that home. You don't know who you are. Here's this situation you want to buy into or that situation or whatever. Lastly, pinks. Pink auras. Listen, money, life, eh. (laughs) Like, Like I always say pink auras are like children. If they see something, they want it. They don't care how much it is or how little it is. They just want it. They want to bring it home. And then they're adults with like a credit card, not like a six-year-old in the candy aisle. So they can do it. Nobody's saying don't. So that can get them into overspending trouble. You know, uh, yeah, what's money? So they go into like joy bubble situations with their spending habits, which is a total detachment from reality and into their escape. And then the bills come and the bills pile up and they're just like, eh, what's that? Any time, like, any time I see, you know, with pink auras, if they're single, you know what I mean? They have a better kind of handle on it. But if they're not, usually their partner is the one dealing with all of it. So I feel like the conversation pink auras have to get get kind of control over with the universe, with their spending habits is, I am aware of what I'm doing. I 
partake in my reality. I make conscious decisions. I understand. So understanding what their reality is and what this purchase means for them and, you know, understanding the joy this item will bring them when they purchase it or whatever, that's fine. Um, but the conversation has to be a little bit more in depth. And that, because the the universe will keep sending you what you put out. If you don't, as a pink aura, understand the consequences of what you do, the universe will keep sending you situations that have dire consequences. And then you'll just be sitting there like, how'd this happen? So get behind it. So you can be like, well, this is how this could go, especially if you're overspending. All right. I want to hear your aura color, spending habits, your relation, how, how you feel your relationship with money is a conversation about your own self-worth. And let's get deep about it. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So, you know, listening to you talk about money and the thing, you know, and self-worth, that's really what kind of is coming out of this. And yeah. then, you know, it really makes me think, I was actually thinking of this, this one company in particular, Meta, yeah. who's actually really capitalizing off of people's self-worth. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go, go into it. Yeah, All right. do it. Well, as everybody knows, I'm an international influencer, <laughs> um, known throughout many, many social media uh, apps. How many follow- followers are you up to now? I There's one app where I have like over 17 followers. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At TikTok, I have like 37. Whoa. I think, yeah. Ah, that's so, amazing. Yeah, I have the, but they're very loyal. They're very loyal. Loyal people. And I don't know who yeah. they are. They're very loyal people. <laughs> and then, uh, there, of course, I, I have, there's another guy, Petro Hanchar, who I'm friends with. Right. And he's got these real big accounts. He, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah internet, very international. Right. But anyway, recently, Meta, Facebook, whatever you want to call it, Instagram, has been hounding me every time I turn on the app to buy, a, I don't know, a verification. Yeah. A, a check mark. They're selling them now. They're selling them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, sell, you can get the same blue check mark. Right, as, as Drew Barrymore. Yes. If I want to be Drew Barrymore, they're trying to sell me. As Kim Kardashian. Go for that it. I could be Kim Kardashian. Right. And this, this is really, it's really been bugging me, you mm-hmm. know, because like, you know, can I afford the $14 a month? Whatever. Yes, of course I can afford the – I could buy this. Yeah. I mean it's not that big a deal to me to buy it. Okay. Right. Um, but I got a problem with it. You right. know, Even though I'm this international superstar <laughs> on, on social media, I am not going to buy this. This is like one of those things Why? that – because it's ripping people off. <laughs> You're they're, Facebook is – first of all, they make hundreds of millions of dollars a year, by yeah. the way. And now they're ripping people off. Is this a red rant? This is a red rant. Okay. But, but, it, but, but truly, it, no, it does tie in right, it does. everything that you've talked about we've talked about today because they're capitalizing on people's self-worth. Yes. So for $14 a month, and then I'm looking like, what are, what are they giving me? Yeah, I, what do they give you? Because I paid $14 a month for Netflix, I think, right. or $15 or something. But they're giving me you know, some – Content, but you know, some not good content, but they're giving me content. That's a red rant for a different day. Yeah, I pay $15 for Amazon Prime, right? But they're giving me free shipping, right? And they're giving me Amazon Prime TV shows, which nobody watches, okay. but anyway, yeah, but you, you're seeing value. I'm seeing I guess, some for right. your life, or yeah, whatever. There, there's value there. I, you know, I, I can make a case that I watch $15. Yeah. We can do overtime if you want. I, I can make a case where we do, I watch $15. You definitely watch $15 worth of Netflix a month, mm-hmm. okay. So what are they giving me? That for $15 a month, they're going to verify that I'm me. 
Yes. Well, first of all, anyone who follows my account knows it's me. There's, there's right. no way they don't. They should do it anyways. That's my thing with that. Yeah. Like, and, like, why are you charging for that? Like, yeah. like it's your, they let all these fake accounts on in right. the first Yeah, this thing. is their problem. Like, when you report them, okay, because at, this used to be a real problem before I got verified as Mystic Michaela. I got verified like in 2018 or I don't even know. Yeah, something like 2019 that. 2019 or something. Maybe 20, it was a while ago. It was a real problem because all these fake accounts. Right. Now I have, at, but you know, I got verified so it's less, less of a problem. Then over at Know Your Aura Pod, it's not verified. Right. And I refuse to pay for it. No, I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> and like, but so many accounts impersonate it. And I right. know, and here's the other, like so many people go through this who have businesses. Yeah. So many people go through this with businesses on Instagram and it's like, they weren't like, you'd have to have such an influx. I think only because of all of you guys, if I put it up like, Hey, please report they did anything, but right. they weren't, it's like they were, they, it's like they set up the system so that they could charge this and make it. That's my thought. I don't know if that's true, but that's like in my head, I feel like they set up the mess so we could pay ourselves to clean it. Yeah. It, well, it's annoying. Maybe to me. that's what they did. I'm not sure. I mean, I could see a one-time fee. Okay, you want to charge me fifteen bucks? Okay, one time because yeah. you got some processing, processing to do. It. You got to look at the the IDs. You have to hire some people to do that. Fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to charge fifteen dollars a month, a to, month keep to keep it. that little blue nonsense on your thing. That's fifteen times. That's one hundred and fifty. Now that's one hundred and eighty dollars. And again, that's one year. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm assuming that you got to roll it over. Mm-hmm. And what if you don't pay the fifteen dollars a month? It goes away. You're taking your self worth and you're just ripping it out. Yeah. It's really. It's. I don't know. It's just a sad play. For They're me. making you pay to be real. Yeah, and <laughs> on their app, <laughs> on, their, on their their thing, and well, they make yeah. billion, millions and millions of dollars. It's by their the way. house. It's not their. It's not like. You know, I can see like, hey, you know, we can't keep this app going. Everyone loves it. But if everyone chips in, right, it's not that yeah. that's not the case. They make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, you've looked up this. But yes, a quarter, <laughs> a quarter of profit. So and then it's really I mean, so it's so sad. I mean, it's it really bothers me right. that, you know, and you Facebook will never get my $15 a month for that, by the way. <laughs> uh, just like I'm not paying that, dis- ever pay that disposition fee. And then it's ironic because, you know. You know, working in the with this and, you know, looking, you know, when we book guests or, you know, or we were people that we have to do, you you, you, you did have to kind of use that blue check mark as a verification point. Yeah. You know, there a lot of times, you know, people come to you and they this and that and they're it's just phony. Yeah. But it, and it was a way. And now there is a way to check to see if someone bought it or not. Yeah. I'm not going to give away the secrets for those people. Right. You know, I don't. I don't want to do that. But there is a way to check to see if someone bought it. Yeah. But it makes it more difficult for people who are really trying to do something real. So in that case, it it's actually it's hurting um, businesses as well. I, it's it's going to hurt. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like um, it depends what what you're going for yeah. on there. You know, like like the check mark can help you uh probably get away from the fakes who are trying to scam that's what it used to be able to do a little bit yeah but you it was so you know how hard it is to get verified like before all this it was really oh very difficult there's no set process and it was just i think i woke up one morning on a sigma kill i'm like oh my god how did that even happen like yeah just one morning they did it and and then we used to think and i don't know if this is true because like other people would get it like you know because i'm you know in connection with like some you know i don't know like real reality stars and 
I'm not going to say how or whatever, but like their management team. So if they pay a certain, some yeah, people weren't doing it. Like if you pay a certain amount to a there team, was, yeah, there was paying, yeah. then there's like connections and they can get it done that way. Right. You know? So it's this like secret hush, hush, who, you know, I mean, I got lucky. It was like the secret hush, hush, who, you know, kind of situation. It was not easy. And they always pretended that, well, if you're worth it, you get it, you know, that kind of thing. And that's never, and now you can just pay for it, but 15 bucks a month. That's a lot of money. And like, money. you're not getting, what are you getting for that? Except, oh, you're real. Here you go. You're real. Right. Because it like, thinks <laughs> like I should. Yes. Yeah. I, the, the, I know what you're saying. Like it, the ongoing payment is, ridic- is ridiculous. It's ridic- what am I paying? Right. Like you should pay once. Yeah. And then, okay, look, I verified it. They checked my government ID against my name. Right. Fine. What is fine. Yeah. yeah. But this is silly. The profit margin on that is 99.99%. <laughs> That they're trying after the first well, month. You're, you're walking into their house and you're, they can do what they want. They can do what they want. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I That's honestly, I think you. it's going to come bite them. I think, think it's going to so? come back and bite them. Yeah, because in essence, what you had with the verification was, a, and again, it just create, it was creating status yeah. for certain people. Right. And, and then everyone else. So right. it was, it, just like society creates tiers, Facebook it's was just, doing the same yeah, thing. They just play off that. But now the irony is of it, as people buy it, it it. You actually, more people buy it, the the lesser the value of the check mark. Yes. So the, the actually, if they're charging fifteen, they should be as people buy it, has got to walk back down to nothing. It should be like everybody because, can get one, yeah. and then it changes the narrative of yeah. what the check mark means. The check mark means you're a real person, right? That's all that means, right? And then, and that's that's fine, but that's not what initially it was. Right. It was right. that you were a well known person. With something about like your yeah. account could be in jeopardy or copy. Yeah. And, and now it, they changed it. And I did the math of this. So if you can just get one percent, if Facebook gets oh, you 1%, did the, yes, you did the math on this. One percent yes. of the of the of the people that use the app to do it, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes. It's a, so you think it's a cash grab. Cash oh, total cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. And to me in my red aura, I feel that they're just ripping people off and yeah. it upsets me that because away with it. you know that people are seeing it as a self-worth yep, situation exactly. and they're they're tapping into people's ideas of their own self-worth exactly and they're, I, they're I capitalizing think, off of it yeah and I, yeah yeah i don't think there's anything that actually ties this episode together better than this example wow because of, of the self it's tying money and self-worth mm-hmm. and everything into and one status and who you are as a person and yeah. all that kind of stuff and yeah wow yeah that's isn't that scary it's scary but it's a 3D world and it's how it works. So mm-hmm. I do. I want to hear everyone's like thoughts because yeah, I think we'll put a post up. Oh, I think we could get amazing insight. The, the MMSF always has amazing insight. Yeah. And just reading every time I put up a post and people just write things on, it's like, I, I feel people getting more and more enlightened and more and more aware and myself included. Like I read, I'm like, Whoa, I didn't even think of it that way. Like you guys are so insightful. So yeah. hopefully we'll just p- pull it all together. And yeah. get as 5D as we can in this 3D and, situation. Yeah, and, I, and I'll plug the Facebook group one more time. I know, and now I think we have over 10,000 people in there. Mm-hmm. Things like 10,300 or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, you know, if you're listening to the podcast and you're not part of the Facebook group, and again, here I'm now plugging to go oh, on yeah, to Facebook. Oh, you're plugging Facebook. <laughs> plugging so Facebook. weird, so dude. Weird. There's nowhere else but, to do it. I don't know where else to do it. But if you do want to have these. <laughs> <laughs> right. They so own. Cool. This is so gross. Oh my god! You're in the system. I'm in the system. You can't get out. I can't get out. It's a whirlpool. It sucks you I, in. I'm just gonna read my Mothman book. Um, but 
No, seriously, if, if you do want to have these conversations. <laughs> Join Facebook. Join Facebook. Join <laughs> Meta. Wow. Um, they have you advertising uh, for them. Yeah, I'm, you know. Look that, at you. No, it is. You're yeah. right. I mean, our, even us, you know, we're, ever, yeah. You're we're, a we're, cog in the me, machine, I'm dude. Just, yeah. Another brick in the wall. Yeah, because it's, you know, <laughs> it's the most effective way for us to communicate to those 10,000 people. Well, I tell you guys, too, because a lot of people aren't on Facebook, which I totally get and understand. Yes, you can I get a, that, too. You can make a fake book. Yeah. Which a lot of, of you guys do just like in our, um, like when you sign up to join, cause we have amazing admins who make sure everybody who comes in is like a real person and with their own verification. No, I don't know. <laughs> we just make sure, just put in there like, this is my fake book account just so I could join. Yeah. You know, and then that way we can yeah. make sure that. So yeah. So, so don't worry are, about yeah, it. Right. So if you are listening and you want to have like more deeper conversations. Oh, it's a great like That is a great source <laughs> to go to on Facebook. <laughs> Mystic Michaela, <laughs> spiritual family on Facebook. Yeah, but it's been, it's good things, you know, yeah. too. Oh, to meet overtime. Zuckerberg. Oh, is this? I got a lot to say. This is overtime? I think so. He'd just blank at you. He'd be yeah. like, oh. I want to. Like, do you, you think know, he'd listen to anything you had? Like, seriously. I want to. Nothing bothers I him. I want to rip that guy. Oh. I, I just want to go into that guy and just. You think you could be more effective than anybody else has been? No. No, he's. No. You think he cares? <laughs> no. I don't think he cares. I think he's the weirdest dude on the planet. <laughs> dude, careful. I don't want us to get like. That's true. They, they this, can have spies. This whole episode oh could God. be like flagged now. It could because be. you just like went into your red rant about nope. meta verification. Yeah. Now you're going after. I'm I'm silencing okay. you. Because they they probably can hear it. Like all the artificial intelligence can oh just. God, this is overtime. Right. But the, the robots can listen the chat, now. Was it chat GGP? Stop it. Oh my God. You're scaring They're me. coming for us. <laughs> They're gonna you <laughs> that chat GPT thing. Yeah. I think I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, what is that? My, I don't know how to work it, but my friend who's green, well, my you know he knows how to work it. Yeah, Jay. Oh, okay. And he put in like who is Mystic Michaela? Yeah. And all this information popped out, and it was incorrect. What did it say? It said that I wrote books I didn't write. Really? Yeah, and it said like most people don't believe in me. <laughs> But if you do, yeah. like, I, it was like really, like, it was real saucy, like really? what it said. Yeah, it was kind, of, it was real saucy because what it does, it just takes, it takes from all the sources where there's, you know, cynicism against psychics, and okay. it just shoved it in my wow. description. But it said I wrote books I didn't write. It said okay. I was on um, TV shows I wasn't on. Okay, chill. So it made me look better than I am. Okay, but then it also <laughs> said that like most people don't believe in me and that it's like fake. This and person like, doesn't oh. see colors around people. Yeah, like Chat GPT or whatever doesn't like me, which is fine. Wow. Yeah, it was really cre- it was really creepy. I oh wow, that's so weird. It was really really creepy. That's really creepy. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. All I don't right, know what that so, has to do with anything, but I have no idea. We're over time, so it doesn't matter. You just got you just got majorly flagged, and like I'm conspiracy theorizing that this episode now doesn't get heard by anyone. We didn't we, we didn't make fun of Apple or Spotify. Yeah, but I think Meta is like the same, right? Oh, I don't know. Scary. We'll Meta. find out. All right, let's end this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this podcast is for you and about you, and we're so glad you spent some time with us today.